Hey beautiful people, my name is Aurora and welcome to A Million Questions About Life and Human Behaviour. Essentially this space is where I get to be vulnerable and honest with myself and share with you my personal journey to realising my purest potential on earth and in doing so I'm hoping that while I share my experiences, it sparks curiosity and inspired action within you to create the life that I believe your evolved self already knows is absolutely possible. Right, okay. <laughs> so today's episode, guys, <laughs> bear with me. Because I haven't typically when I um do my episodes, I, I give myself like little notes. So I don't write out a full-blown script, but I give myself little pointers and I pre-plan um what the topic I'm gonna discuss is about. I kind of pre-plan today in the sense that I know I'm going to be talking about an idea I read in the book called The Tipping Point, but I don't even have a title at this point. Like, typically I'd tell you the title right now, but I'm sure the idea will come to me um, as I carry on. It's just that today I wanted it to feel more casual. I mean, my episodes have been casual so far, but I wanted it to feel more relaxed. I'm trying things out, essentially. (laughs) But before we get into it... um, Let's start checking. How am I feeling? I feel excited. Uh, I definitely feel excited. Why? I'm not sure, to be honest. I know why I feel excited. I feel good and I feel excited because today I've been quite productive, not because I felt motivated to be productive, but I felt committed to being productive. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but I wake up early I'm a morning person you know how people say I'm a morning person I'm not I'm definitely a morning person so I started waking up at 5 30 and it came out because I know there's like people who suggest you know these like if you want to be successful you gotta wake up at 5 a.m 5 a.m is the place to be so I didn't start waking up early because of that I actually started waking up early as a commitment to my relationship because my girlfriend and I normally have um coffee together in the morning before we head out for work but she typically has to leave a bit early so I kind of planned it out and I do my meditation I do a whole morning (laughs) ritual when I wake up every morning but basically to pencil in time for coffee together and still have that me time to do my morning routine uh, or my morning ritual I'm going to call it a ritual I've basically realized I had to wake up about 5 15 5 30 so I do wake up quite early and I am typically energetic in the morning I am that person who wakes up full of energy uh which is good and I feel very fortunate about that but anyways um all that to say that I feel good and I feel excited in this moment because I feel like my my day has been on track I went swimming this morning I did my meditation my journaling I read um 10 minutes of my book I went swimming I came home I've done what else have I done today I've done work emails like I feel very productive um so I feel good I like I feel good when I'm productive and I feel good when I commit to an action and I carry it out it makes me feel good if it gives me such a good feeling um by now I've just spent about three minutes checking in on how I feel but yes I I like it it feels good feels good being good feel it feels good feeling good and it also feels good committing to doing what I say I'm gonna do regardless of how I feel uh because today could have gone a different way if I let my emotions and my mood get the best of me but yes, as I was saying, um, oh, before that, my oil for today, essential oil, guess what? <laughs> the lavender's back. I'm so happy. Uh, I've got my teacher and lavender mix in the background. It hasn't kicked in yet because I literally just turned on the candle. So I'm looking forward to the moment where, where I get the smell Um like hitting my nose I'm looking forward to that but yay lavender's back we can carry on with the tea tree and lavender mix I'm happy about that but yes like I said today's a bit of a freestyle and I am going to be talking about a book I read about six months ago so part of it is going to be oh excuse that let me just put um, my notifications on mute um 
but yes part of it is going to be essentially talking about the concept and this is gonna test my memory a bit because like I said I read it about six months ago and I always try and ensure that I take away um information from a book that I find valuable and this is actually a good moment for me to see if I remember what I've learned from that book because I remember really enjoying that book it's by an author called Malcolm Gladwell I think I've mentioned him in the past if I haven't I'm surprised because I I was gonna say I quite like but I've, I've only read two of his books I'm on the third book of his now I will let you know how I get on with it. I'm not really as into this one as I was with the other two. So with the other book, Outlier, and the tipping point, like I remember when I got the tipping point, um, I bought it because I forgot my air uh, my AirPods, I think, on my way on holiday. And I was tempted to go get myself new headphones and I was like come on don't be ridiculous you've got headphones at home don't buy a new one so instead I bought a book and I'm quite glad I did I got the tipping point and I I was so into the book that I pretty much finished it I can't remember I think I finished it within like 48 hours which is probably the fastest I've ever read a book Um, but that's how good it was I really enjoyed it and I came to know about Malcolm Gladwell by a colleague recommending one of his books outliers this was years ago and i remember reading it and enjoying outliers uh it's interesting actually because my current manager has also read outliers and he didn't seem to be a big fan of it but i really liked outliers i like the fact that in the book outliers um, it essentially says that for you to be good at anything it just takes practice which i like that type of idea because it's essentially saying anyone can do it like there's no magic wand you literally just put focus put dedication and you you can do it whatever you want to do you can do it essentially so that's why I like that concept and then I found the book tipping point and I'm going to talk about it today um because essentially I okay I think I know what I'm going to call this episode because really the book the tipping point it talks about how you can make any idea, product, service, um, how you can make it successful. It's literally, I mean, the title goes without saying, but it's literally how you can get a concept from mundane, everyday, okay, it's, it's another bag, right? Let's say you've thought about this amazing bag, and you think this bag is going to be, it's going to change society, right? Um, Guys, I I know I've said a bag. I'm just going to go with that example. But remember, I haven't made any notes for this episode. Um, But yes, so you've got this bag. You feel this bag is going to change society. And what the book is essentially saying is that it's like how what's the edge and what's the difference between my bag I've created being so successful in comparison to another person who also creates a similar bag and this is what the this is the theory that this this is described in the book and the book essentially tells you and if I remember correctly from memory I believe there were three factors that we discussed in the book um, I will look it up after and let you know in another episode if I missed another if, if I missed one out but if I remember correctly the book talks about you have an idea you have a business according to the book it doesn't matter what it is right it, it doesn't matter what it is you want to sell um, but if you follow these three um, steps then you can literally become what's that word they use now <laughs> viral you can basically be viral you can be you, overnight sensation yeah I am an OG so I'm more used to overnight sensation as opposed to becoming viral uh, but anyway <laughs> it talks about the law of the few and I'll go into it in more detail but I found this interesting and the reason I chose to use this as a topic today is to kind of refresh my memory um, and also it's to kind of inspire me because as you guys know um still going through my career transition still figuring out um what it is I want to do that's going to be fun 
enjoyable, I love and brings me a lot of abundance and I find effortless. So that this is still my mission and this is still my journey to figure it out, basically. I've basically turned to how Stella got a groove back, <laughs> but my groove when it comes to career. Um, but this is me on a mission and this is what I'm working towards. And the book I'm hoping um, will give me inspiration because like I said I I know you know when you feel there's something brewing you just don't know what it is yet and I definitely feel I'm on the right path um with my spirituality I've reflected I've thought about it all of that and I definitely believe I'm on the right path with creating this podcast and I know that eventually um it will appear to me but with the book the book essentially says right if I have an idea and I want it to go, I want it to become an overnight sensation. I want it to go from mundane to everyone's talking about it. Everyone's bought into the idea. Everyone's going for the idea. I need the law of the few. I need, ooh, now can I remember? I think it's called the stickiness factor. And then the third one was context. I think I remember that correctly, but I will definitely check after this episode and let you guys know. Um, and what do we mean by, so let's start with the law of the few. This one is, um, I like saying interested. <laughs> Should I say interesting? It is. I, what, what do I want to, like, I want to try and challenge myself and find a different word to interesting because I always go, this one's interesting. Um, what I found about the um element one which is the law of the few is that i then read the book start with why and it talks about a similar concept so i'm like okay clearly people are talking about it right i think if more than one person if one person talks about it okay if another person talks about it it might be a fluke but if more and more people are talking about the same concept chances are they've done their research i mean i i like the work smart not hard like if other people have done their research i can do my research as well but I'm definitely open to other people's experiences and other people's approaches instead of me going to create my own brand new research. But anywho, with the law of the few, um, Malcolm essentially says that if you can, instead of basically, let's, what example can we give? Um, Let's use my podcast, right? I had this idea to create a podcast, right? And actually, there is an idea behind my podcast, um, although it's me sharing my thinking, sharing my my thoughts and my everyday challenges of finding the uh, career I want. Ultimately, I'm saying I now believe that I can have an effortless life, right? I can have a career that's fun. I can have a career I love um, if I just let my authentic self shine through, Right. Uh, and what else do I believe if I live like a value-led life when I talk about being my authentic self when I talk about being my divine self I'm ultimately saying if I follow my values um, if I also stay consistent because my divine self is very consistent my my divine self is a lot more stable than I believed it to be at the start um, then I will have pretty much heaven on earth right paradise i will be living the best life um and i will be living like at my optimal potential so that's my idea and the book the tipping point is essentially telling me that okay i've got this idea i can actually make this idea viral um by focusing on a pocket of society as opposed to um for example I'm like okay I want my podcast to be popular because I'm talking about this concept right and I want everyone to I want I want everyone to to listen in and I want it to to have millions and millions of listens right if that was my aim the book is saying that I suppose typically you would imagine that you then have to market yourself uh, to tons and tons of people. But no, and I suppose this is a language marketers use, right? When they go, you need to find your niche, you need to find your niche, which, uh, (laughs) side note, 
I don't know. I I I have this like uh, when Americans. I don't know if you've ever, ever heard Americans say niche. Like some Americans say niche, and I don't know why. But that word like <laughs> it it gives me this sensation. Like you know, like when you greet your teeth. You know how you don't like when people greet their teeth. That's the same feeling I get when I hear Americans call niche niche. Anyway, <laughs> completely random thought. But according to the tipping point. I've got my idea, I've got my concept. Instead of basically marketing myself or promoting, I mean, I'm not marketing, by the way, um, but instead of promoting myself to millions and millions of people and trying to reach millions and millions of people, actually what makes sense is for me to uh, reach a pocket of people. And like I said, marketers try and... um, they allude to this by telling you, you need to find your niche. You need to know what you're good at. And it's no point selling to the masses. You have to pick a pocket of society to sell to. But the book is varied in the sense that when it talks about the law of the few, it's very specific in describing who this few are. So it talks about the salesmen, the connectors and the mavens. I call them maven. I don't know if it's maven. I call it maven, whatever, maven and the mavens. And essentially using my podcast um, example, I've I've started, right, I've launched my podcast. I, I want it to go viral. I want it to be an overnight sensation. What the book suggests is that I then find a salesman personality, a maven personality and a connector personality. And I'll describe the three personalities. I'll tell you uh, the definition of the the three personalities. So the salesman personality is essentially individuals who are very good at naturally selling. And when I say good at naturally selling is there's what makes them good at selling is the fact that they're not actually selling anything to you. So again, I'll give an example because I find it easier to explain things in examples. And I think people find it easier to understand um, through analogies. But take my, again, take the podcast idea. So I have a conversation with someone who happens to be a salesman personality or you listening to me out there right now, you happen to be someone with a salesman personality in the sense that first of all you have to you have to believe what I'm talking about right you have to believe you have to get the purpose of my podcast you have to resonate with it um and you have to feel it at an emotional level so if you feel like I know what this girl is talking about I know what she's trying to achieve I'm going to start talking about it to other people so with the salesman personality is that you're, let's say you're the salesman, right? You've heard about my podcast and you're like, wow, I really like this podcast to the point that I don't even have to tell you anything. You start to talk to your friends about it, right? Word of mouth. We all know about word of mouth and the power of word of mouth. So you're like, oh my God, this podcast is amazing. And you start naturally talking about it in conversations with other people, right? You might be talking about life or someone, you might meet up with a friend over drinks and they tell you, I'm so fed up with work. And you're like, oh my God, I was listening to already the other day. And she was telling me about a podcast and you start talking about it, but to the point that you're so convincing, um, because you put in so much emotion into explaining my podcast to your friend that guess what? they also go uh, come over and listen. So that's the salesman personality. Then you have the maven personality, which is individuals who are just, again, it's a natural, it's kind of like an instinct, instinctive trait about them, but they just genuinely like to um, help other people. So with the maven, using my podcast again, if you're the maven personality, you've heard my podcast, you've listened to a few of the topics and you're like, oh, my friend Christine seems to be going for a similar phase as Aura is going through. She seems to also be struggling with a nine to five and wanting to find an alternative that makes her happy. And just basically she seems to be interested in personal development or my friend Christine seems to be struggling a bit. And I think she needs to focus on her 
a personal development. If you're the maven personality, you feel the need to essentially meet up with this friend Christine and talk Christine through how listening to my podcast can help impact her life. So that's the maven personality. And what's the third one? The third one was the connector. The connector is essentially, I mean, I think it the the title is quite descriptive in itself, but with the connector, I was going to say with the personality personality, with the connector personality, it's a character who, again, listens to my podcast and thinks, oh, I quite like Aura's personality. I quite like the things she's saying. I, li- I quite like the way she phrases her ideologies. And I happen to know a, I don't know, a business who's looking for this kind of personality to represent their brand. And then you would put me in contact with that brand as a connector. Or you might even be like, oh, I'm listening to Aura and oh, I know a friend who's also looking to go into podcasting. Maybe I can connect Ore with this friend so Ore can talk to the person about how she got started with her journey and how she's finding her journey. So that's the connector. And in the tipping point, it essentially says that this is the these are the traits of the... Uh, the individuals in the law of the few essentially and you should be focusing on these personality traits to get your idea out there because and what I feel like actually I, I don't know if it was intentional but I think the start with why and the in the book start with why and how and one of the concepts they uh, they spoke about it actually complemented this um theory in the law of the few for the tipping point because i can't remember how it was phrased and start with why but essentially it was also talking about if you want to get an idea out in the open you should focus on um you should focus on the select few i think it's called the innovators the early adopters and i can't remember what the third group was but i found it um i found it interesting i'm gonna i'm gonna say interesting <laughs> i'm trying to hold myself back and say don't say interesting i'm gonna say interesting and um, i found it interesting that in the also in start with why um it pretty much describes the law of the few as well where it's saying only focus on a small group of society with this type of personality um which for me was kind of a an eye-opener slash a new concept because when I had started my business back then and I was trying to grow it, the marketers were so focused and they kept drilling into my brain. I had to have a niche, I had to have a niche. And now I'm like, well, actually, is it necessarily about having a niche or is it more to do with the personalities you target when it comes to what it is you want to do. Of course, you can't falsify things, right? You can't create, um, I don't know, a service for mental health and you go target people who um, have absolutely no interest in mental health and think you're going to get the law of the few on your side. I feel like, yes, there is that there is the element where they have to have interest in what you're talking about in the service, right? The service has to be of service to the law of the few. The, serv- the service or the idea you're kind of putting out there has to be of value. They have to see the value. You can't just be like, I don't know, I'm gonna, I'm trying to think of an example, like water gun. <laughs> I've made this water gun that's going to be so amazing. And you, and I happen to be, I don't know, one of the personality traits, let, let's say, call me a salesman and you come and try to sell the water gun to me when I have absolutely no use for a water gun. I'm not going to be interested and I'm not going to talk about it to other people. So, um, you have to bear that in mind and wanted to make your idea so that's going to be did i already mention this guys that's going to be that's going to be the title how to make your um ideas go viral something about how to it's going to be a how to (laughs) guess when you see the title you're going to know the title before i do because you've got to see it before you press play um but it's definitely going to be a how to title 
um something about making your ideas go viral i think because that's going to be a catchy title so i'll use that but anyway <laughs> um so yes yeah, so there's the law of the few and then there is the next one was i can't even remember which order it was in the book to be honest um but the second one he talked about he spoke about was the stickiness factor and i remember like after reading this book i felt so inspired and i was like yes i'm gonna do this i'm gonna start a business i'm gonna go do it like i got so excited about what i was gonna do um then i started to kind of like i started to try and think about who are my salesmen my inner my um connectors my mavens in my group and i was like i'm gonna get this idea and i was actually gonna use it for my um girlfriend's essential oils and essentially just map out who in our group we could kind of reach out to to get her essential oils out there in the market um but then I paused on that because I was like ultimately it's her business it's her company and I can support her and I can be a supportive partner but really she should be um that's her focus and that's her baby at the end of the day I didn't want to basically like come in and feel like I was taking over her business and her idea um so I am still supportive of her but I kind of parked it but I am curious to test out um this concept right about making uh becoming an nice I don't want to say overnight sensation because I think overnight sensation feels very short term and feels very fleeting um it's more about like solidifying yourself um becoming a sensation let's not call it overnight sensation let's just call it a sensation right becoming this sensation in society um but yes so i am curious to test it out and i will test it out but the second one when i was kind of mapping out how i could use this concept to grow terami the essential oils the uh, what i was struggling with at the time was the stickiness factor so the element that talks about the stickiness factor is talking about you have to so you've have you have this few right the law of the few you found your group of um of individuals in society that you feel your idea or your service or product is going to strongly be of relevance to them and you want them to be able to spread your news through word of mouth but it's one thing finding these people it's another thing having it resonate with them but for that resonation to stick i mean we're all humans right we do have short-term memory um if for a salesman for example to carry on talking about my podcast it has to spark something in that person otherwise they will just move on and they might casually mention it but they won't passionately mention um an episode to a friend to the point that it makes a friend wants to listen to it as well so the book talks about the stickiness factor and like i said i was kind of struggling on how i can make my message sticky with terami for example when i was helping out with the brand um and the stickiness factor essentially talks about how can you get the message to stick? I've literally, I've already described it. How can you, I've already explained it. How can you get the message to stick with this law, with this few individuals, right? How can you get it to stick when you speak to the maven, the connector, to the salesman like i said i found it challenging i'm still kind of working on it and i haven't tested it i was gonna say i'm testing it out i haven't tested it out maybe i will test it out now and i'm like career transitioning um or with my podcast maybe I, I might let you guys know fill you in on um when i network actually now i'm thinking thinking back because one thing i have been doing for my podcast um is networking and i kind of got the idea for networking uh, purely because I was looking for people to keep my momentum going when it came to podcasting. So I first joined a group called, I uh, basically I was searching for a group of podcasters so I can learn from them and like keep the momentum going and be able to have conversations with them about growing my podcast. And then I met this guy and I'm glad I met him actually. He was quite helpful. I'm still in his networking group, but he had suggested to me um, that, 
one of the ways to grow my podcast, which that wasn't my intention when I joined the first group. He said one of the ways to grow my podcast was to socialize in more networks and join more groups, essentially. Uh, but I don't want to overwhelm myself. So I've, I'm owning three groups at the moment. One, I created myself because I was looking for a women empowerment group and I couldn't find an active one on Meetup. So I created one um, where it's called the Feminine Rising. So it's not necessarily women empowerment. It's just more about feminine energy. I might do an episode on mas masculine and feminine energy when it comes to spirituality. Uh, another side note for me. But essentially, he suggested I join groups. And um, I suppose when I'm thinking about it, when I'm thinking of the network events I've attended and talking about my uh, podcast and getting people... I mean, one of the things I struggled with is... You guys know the title of this podcast, right, of the show. It's called A Million Questions About Life and Human Behavior. And I knew even though when I was setting up the channel, I was like, it's so freaking long. I'm like, how am I going to get people to quickly remember my my channel when it's so long? And that's the that's one of the things the book actually talks about. And I didn't apply that. I didn't apply that principle when I set up my podcast because it was basically talking about yeah, you have to let the message stick. You have to set up the message of your idea, your service, your product in a way that it sticks and it's easy for people to remember. Now I'm actually thinking about it. I'm like, well, I know it's a long title, but it's a relatable title, right? People have a million questions about life. Um, I did, I was going to make it a million questions about life but then I was like no but I also love psychology and I also love talk about human behavior <laughs> so I named it a million questions about life and human behavior is it sticky I'm not sure how sticky it is maybe you guys can give me feedback I might put that in the polls by the way I put polls um please feel free to participate in the polls I might put it in the poll like do you find the title sticky or not in the fact that it's relatable so maybe it makes it easier for people to remember but you've got your few right you've you've hit the nail with your salesman connector maven you've found a way to make it sticky but actually part of making it sticky is also to do with the context um and speaking of context <laughs> is that a segue guys i'm still working on my segues but what i was gonna say is i can now smell the essential oils it's definitely really kicked in I'm definitely more desensitized to the smell. I've noticed that because I use it so often. I'm trying to reduce how often I use the essential oils because it's just such a shame that I miss out on the smell because I've my nose has gotten so used to it. Something I find that helps is that I put on like a certain um, scent in one room and I put another one in another room. So then that way, when I switch rooms, I realize I'm like, ah, oh, this place smells like lemongrass. Ah, oh, this place smells like tea tree. Um, but I noticed that if I do use the essential oils daily, I start to miss the smell. But anyway, it took about what? 25 minutes but it's kicked in but i think it's honestly if you're someone who's using this dynamic essential oils for the first time you will notice it immediately like it's quite potent because it's like organic and it's really good quality therapeutic grade um i mean it was <laughs> the idea and the concept was created by an aromatherapist and she she had a lot of um um internal motivation at the time she actually created this oils um i i feel like it's not my story to tell it's her story to tell but i suppose really quick i'm just so proud of her but i know one of the re things that motivated her at the time and inspired her i mean it took her two years to even get this final product when it came to her essential oils because she was just so like um what's the word I mean I call my I call her a perfectionist because she can be a perfectionist so she knows sometimes it gets in the way of her progress but she was so um particular about how she wanted the oils to turn out and rightly so I mean they turned out amazing like the quality is amazing you only need a little if you're not someone like me who uses it every day, you only need a little so you don't become like desensitized to the smell. Um, but 
it's amazing. I I recommend the essential oils. Um, if you guys listen to other episodes, you know I have got a an affiliate link in my description. I normally apply it. I attach it to the um, description, which means if you're unfamiliar with affiliation marketing, it just means that if you do purchase the essential oil via the link in my description... I do get like a commission based off of that sale. Um, but without commission based, like I still, this, these essential oils are the truth. Um, she's has in the Terami brand, you've got lemongrass, tea tree, lavender. They're all amazing. Like I've said it and I'm going to keep saying it. I feel like I am now borderline obsessed with the, uh, tea tree and lavender mix. It's just the best. Like we run out of lavender quite quickly in the house because, um, it's multi-purpose in the sense, especially now with me, I say multi-purpose. I think it's just mainly me just finishing up the lavender. But like I always say, I mix it. I do my tea tree and lavender mix, which I find really, um, it just works for me that combination the teacher and lavender i always say if i feel relaxed but i also feel focused um and it was my girlfriend who'd recommended it at the time in the sense of um it helps because i was i had a massive headache i had a, like a migraine that was lasting the whole day and i was feeling really stressed that day at work and she suggested i use that mix and it helps and it goes back to one of her values it goes back to the mission of why she created this brand it was to help people with their mental well-being like she had a time where she faced I'm sure she wouldn't mind me saying this but she experienced like severe anxiety um to the point where it would cripple her when it came to like just socially mingling with people and um in her work environment as well and there was just so many stresses at the time in her life that um she found that what helped her was using essential of course she hadn't created her brand at the time she hadn't created her range at the time but she was using other essential oils and it got to the point where like she pretty much got experience using different brands and different ranges she tried organic she tried non-organic she tried like different um oils in the market um and although like she started to notice that some worked better than others and that was what kind of inspired um, her creating her own 100% organic um, essential oils because she then realised the the importance of it being organic, it being therapeutic grade um, in, in, in comparison to the benefits you receive from the essential oils. Uh, so I'm going to like stop ranting about it. Not even ranting. I'm going to start raving. That's the word. I'm going to stop raving about it now. If you are interested, if you are curious to check it out, please feel free to click the link um, in the description. But yes, back to making your message stick in terms of like, having a successful venture business product maybe that's what it will be how to make your business successful or how to make your idea successful uh or maybe how to make your life successful i don't know can you apply it to your life i wonder the tipping point if i ever meet malcolm i'll ask him can i apply it to my life but anyway um so there's the stickiness factor in terms of making a message stick. And I know when I was, when I found it challenging with finding um, a way to make it stick and with the Terami essential oils or even with my title for my podcast. I mean, at the time when I created this podcast, it, I was just so emotionally driven. The decision at the time, I wasn't even really taking into consideration what I'd learned from the book. If I'm being completely honest with myself and with you, I wasn't even in that time. Like, guys, I was like brought to tears. I felt like my life was falling apart. So the last thing I was thinking about was like what I read in a book when I created the the title. I was just like, why, 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 why? I was surrounded by whys. So I just created that title. I wasn't thinking, ooh, will this be catchy for people? Anywho, um, but with Therami, for example, 
I know what when I read the book, the it was in terms of making the message stick, it was talking about slogans. And anyone who's studied psychology or psychology 101 or even marketing psychology, um, I remember studying this when I did my undergrad in psychology and we were talking about um, messages to stick. And I remember um, it's not the best example to give, but I think it's, it's a very effective example to give is Hitler and Hitler's campaign back back then. I know it's a painful example, but um, in marketing psychology or the psychology of marketing, let's call it, I remember learning about this and the fact that a lot of people question how Hitler was able to do the things he he did and how he was able to get away with so much and how he was able to lead um tons and tons of people to go behind his ideologies and part of the um understanding or part of the study that's been created on understanding the behavior back then and the psychology behind his campaign is the fact that if you studied it you would notice that he used a lot of like catchy slogans and actually now that's what you would find, you know, with pop music, you find that uh, even like, let's say, Rihanna, Umbrella, Ella, Ella, eh, eh, that song was so catchy. And like, people would be like, I didn't even like the song and I'm singing it. But it was because the celebrities and artists and musicians, or not, not even them in particular, but marketers have started to understand that you can make people even you think about like jingles they're called right for ads um there's like ads that I watched when I was six years old seven years old and they're still stuck in my head and I'm 35 now so 30 years later there's still jingles that I heard when I was younger um that I still remember now and that's because it's sticky it's sticky but it leads you to the other part I actually I didn't realize that that was a good segue so just because I remember a jingle from when I was a child doesn't necessarily mean I'll go out and buy that product so that's when it talks about the context is important as well so you can find a, a salesman connector maven right or let's say you found all three of them <laughs> you found a salesman connector maven um you found a way to make it sticky when you speak to them right my idea is creating apples that are purple and taste like strawberries right i found a way to create apples that taste like strawberries and a purple um i found a way to make the message stick with the um with the, with the group i'm trying to find a way to make it stick apples purple strawberry apples strawberry dream strawberry dream <laughs> i'm sure you guys have already listened maybe there's someone out there who's like a natural marketer that has thought about a way to make um strawberry flavored purple apples a sticky message but anyways we're gonna go with strawberry dreams i i found this group of the few um i tell them about my strawberry dream apples and they're like wow that's amazing but the only reason that not the only reason but something that would encourage the idea to tip even further is the context so with context what what example can I give? Okay, I know. Let's stick to my pod, podcasting because clearly my Apple idea may not be working. I don't know how to expand on my Apple idea. So I'm just going to go back, back to reality, which is my podcasting. Um, let's say I go on my social media and I'm like, I want to spread the news. I want more people to listen to my episodes. I want to get more listens. Um I can go on my social media and I mean, I haven't posted on my social media in a while, right? Um, I, I'm not very frequent on my social media, but imagine me now going today saying, I want to post my, um, I want to promote my episode. And I go there and I put a whole like blurb and I just put it out there. Chances are no one's really going to pay attention. You might get the curious ones um, who click 
um, just to see what, I, um, what I'm talking about. You might get the nosy ones who've known me for a while and they act like, well, Ori hasn't posted in a while and now all of a sudden she's posted. What's she posting? Let me go check it out. So you may get that, but it doesn't have that impact, right? But when you talk about context, again, think about uh the theme and the ideology behind my podcast and what i'm hoping to achieve let's now go into a group of people uh where we're networking and we're talking about career transitioning so i don't know i find a networking group i'm just giving myself an idea right (laughs) as i speak i find a group of people who are also confused and also trying to career transition and trying to figure out uh, what's out there for them, what they can be doing. And then I mention my podcast in that group and I tell them, actually, this is what I talk about in my podcast. I talk about uh, personal development. I talk about uh, self-improvement. I'd... Because there's that context of I'm in a networking group of people who are also particularly interested in changing their jobs in career transitioning in finding more fulfillment in finding more purpose chances are that I'm more likely to impact people and I'm more likely to get more people to listen to my podcast following on from speaking about it in a group of people networking because they want a career transition as opposed to me going to I don't know, a group of already established people who have absolutely like, absolutely no interest in career transitions. They already love their jobs. They already love their jobs. So why would they want to listen? They already love their life the way it is. So why would they want to listen? They, they have no, um, what's it called? They have no interest in, in um, changing their life because they're like, well, I already like my life the way it is. My life is already effortless. So why would they, well, yeah, they might, get curious just to I don't know listen in and (laughs) listen to what I'm doing and think okay well I'm better off because I'm not doing any of those things uh they might just be curious to listen that way but um the way I understood the book is that I've got a higher chance of getting uh believers from my group of networking individuals who want to career transition as well as opposed to being in a group of more established people so that's where the context comes in and that's where it makes it more sticky in terms of um people wanting to listen so i mean <laughs> like i said before i had i did start trying out the principle with therapy and trying to make it kick off but then i paused on it and now i've kind of like been i don't know re re what's the word i've been revisiting i mean i haven't reread the book but i just kind of remembered and i was like hmm maybe i should because i really i remember after reading the book at the time i was like i really want to apply this concept to my life how can i apply it how can i apply it um and then I moved on I read other books and kind of forgot about it and now I've remembered the book again and I'm like "Mm, maybe I can apply it to my career transition right but it's like what's the idea I mean I already have an idea right my idea is essentially the basis of this podcast um and then perhaps I don't know let's test it out maybe there happens to be a salesman uh out there if you're a salesman out there listening if you believe you've got the salesman personality and you resonate with what i'm saying and you're like i feel this girl within my soul you better be talking about me (laughs) to other friends you believe may benefit from the things i'm saying from what i'm sharing if you are a maven and you can hear what i'm saying you can hear i don't know maybe you might hear tips um the influence the way you think or they influence inspired action as i believe i i say my intro or my outro one of one of them then if you're a maven and you know there's that friend christine in the corner who might need a bit a dose of my podcast then feel free to share it with christine feel free to explain to christine how how my podcast can help 
or can impact or can support the changes Christine wants to make. Christine or Chris wants to make in their life. And if you are a connector out there, help me test out the theory, help me test out the principle. If you believe that my ideologies resonate or my ideologies align with someone else in your circle who may be on the similar path, maybe also has similar end goal or a brand or a business out there that you think would want to use this podcast as a face to um, their promotion or I don't know you know what I mean (laughs) do you know what I mean do I know what I mean for you to know what I mean I have to know what I mean okay let's be more specific if you are a connector and you're listening to this and you know someone in your circle who owns a brand, come on, or I say it, put it out there, right? Podcasting, I, I do definitely want to monetize my podcasting. So if you know a brand out there that's looking to sponsor an uh, up-and-coming podcaster and is in alignment with my ideologies, then pff, hit me up. Let me, connect me to this brand, right? Who's going to sponsor me? Um, yeah, let's try it out. Why not? Let's go for it. Um, I'm always open to suggestions. I'm open to exploring and I am looking forward to seeing how um, the principles in the tipping point may help you become an overnight sensation. How to become an overnight sensation. That's going to be my title. How to make your ideas viral. That's what I'm going to call it. How to make your idea or your business viral. Um disclaimer (laughs) clearly this is just me discussing the principles I'm not promising any results I'm just saying that this is what I heard from Malcolm Gladwell (laughs) in the tipping point um but jokes apart I definitely it was a good read like I said I read it in like 48 hours I really enjoyed it I find my Malcolm's I was going to say I found I find his language and his way of writing his style of writing really engaging but um I'm not gonna lie I'm currently reading the blink which is another one of his it's called blink the power of thinking without thinking and it's a bit of struggleville um maybe I just need a break from reading because I've been reading every day since like the first of Jan probably before that I've been reading every day for quite a while. Maybe I just need a bit of a break, but I'm not like, it's not, I don't feel Blink is a page turner as much as Outlier and The Tipping Point was, but needless to say, I do still love his writing style and I definitely recommend you read The Tipping Point um, because it's, it's worth it. And if you are, again, someone with my similar personality who is most likely ideas driven um or looking to grow a business or a service then i hope you can apply the principles actually and let me know (laughs) if if the principles work for you sign me up sign me up and let's 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 try and also make it work together maybe maybe we can start a business venture together or a service or product together and we apply the principles and see where it takes us. If you resonated with this episode, I want you to share it with someone you know will appreciate some emotional and mental stimulation. Ultimately, the aim is to get connected in our vulnerable space where, guess what, it's okay to ask questions, plus take inspired steps to allow us have the life we want by doing the things we love. Before I leave, I want to challenge you to do something you are passionate about within now and the next time I get to speak to you. And on that note, Oralua signing out with so much love. Take care, guys.